are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to the Free Fart. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Freeform Rock Podcast. And it's going to be a hill of beans today. Maybe not, but I'm one of your hosts. Um, we first man or leaguersman with Muck. Alvin Tracker, I mean Mark Alvin Taylor. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. My football team just won a heart, won a freaking, uh, freaking heart attack game. Fucking Niners, man. Okay, now we're done with football. Wow, I guess that's gonna make up for, um, what's probably gonna be happening throughout the rest of the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're finally, um, I, we're finally doing a Grateful Dead album. Uh, um, I, I, I might have to scream. I, I, I might blow out my voice before the show's over, but maybe not. I'm kind of drinking and I'm happy. So, as far as I'm concerned, you can say nothing wrong so far. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I didn't think we'd ever do this podcast, but I made you do Pantera, so I said, like, "Come on, Lee, let's do this." You know, yeah. maybe if you would have picked one that Bob Weir sang more, I would have liked it more. Uh, spoiler alert, but we'll see. Yeah, well, there's something um, that that I'll mention. Um, maybe not right now, but yeah, okay, I'll mention it right now. Um, supposedly, Bob Weir hated this album. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, um, there are a few albums that the Grateful Dead have done. Like, like, I, I won't get into a big whole history of their albums, but they might have done an album, and after it came out, one guy said, I don't like the mix on it. So then they had to remix it, and then someone else might not like another one. So if you ever see, like, remastered, remixed versions of Grateful Dead albums, that's because after it's done, one guy might went, uh, no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So even they sometimes would agree with you on them. Cool. Yeah, so... Um, Not cool, but anyway. There's like a joke going around for years. It's like when the Grateful Dead got Grateful Dead fans got off acid, they go, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> yeah, um, before we begin, let, let me just ask you, is it just because they represent the hippie image? Is that why? Is it because they're supposedly Democrats? Is that is that your your reason for not liking them? Well, I like Bruce Springsteen. He's a Democrat. I like freaking Bono, and he's a liberal. Uh, most of the like I've told people before, if I stopped listening to people because of the political affiliations, I wouldn't have anything to listen to but Ted Nugent or now okay. Ace Frehley. So um, yeah, I so, have no problems so with people's you politics. Just, you you just you just don't like something if it doesn't sound good in other words you have musical taste yes like I, I in I, other words i fucking said some i never thought i would say mark <laughs> alvin's tractor has good fucking taste well it's like also Charlie the tuna tastes good yeah <laughs> it's like if you saw my post yesterday you said i said i i was never like a metalhead i was never in the life i never had the the battle jackets i never had the long hair I never. I, I just listen to stuff that I like. Yeah. I don't care if it's metal, pop, freaking rap. 
It's, um, I, I don't like that much rap, just to let you guys know. And I don't like today's pop, but you know the Beatles were pop, so I like a lot of old pop. I so. like a lot of old pop. You know, give me my fur jacket. I'm going to go out with the boys down in Railtown. I'll see you later. Pop, pop, it, pop, pop. It's no, like I, it's like the the people who are metal for life. They wear the jackets. They have the freaking things. I went to the concerts. I have the shirts, but I don't have the long hair or the the freaking metal. Yeah, you know, do the horns all the time. I do the horns. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, that that ain't cool. Yeah, I'm not. I I, and I don't discourage people who are like that, man, because I got a lot of friends who are freaking metal as fuck. You know, and that's fine. They're cool and that, dudes, that's and I the love problem. them. They 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 warp your mind. It warped my mind. No, it's okay. How do they warp my mind? Because then I go off and listen to Duran Duran. They go, that fucking ain't metal. Blah. But you know, there's a lot of real metalheads out there that like fucking Kansas and Boston and shit like that. And but they they are meddlers. They wear their fucking jackets. They wear their frick. They got their long hair and fucking more power to them. I love those people. They rock. I've never been into a fucking pit. You know, I'm I'm fucking a pussy. I'm not gonna get in there and get my ass beat. <laughs> yeah, you just never, you just never met the right people who wear bandanas on their head and chew cow hay. And you now, know? and now that I'm older, I go to fucking concerts. Fucking people sit down so I could keep sitting down because my knee fucking hurts. <laughs> well, let's just say, depending upon what you think of this album. I might decide later to pick an album later that would make you go back to the Grateful Dead and say, Mommy, help me. <laughs> you already did that with, what is it, Fair? Yeah, okay, all right. How do you say the name again? <laughs> Fairford Convention. Yeah. <laughs> it's, now, it's now no longer a bleeding wound. It's now just a very irritating scab when you say it. <laughs> I pick at it all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, Lee. Let me pick that scab for you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing we're doing the Grateful Dead album. It's called uh, From the Mars Hotel. Yeah. And this is the seventh. But before we get into that, we have your Lee song, and you you had a, a co-write on this one. Who is yeah, your co-writer? De Dennis Desmet. He De he thought of the idea for the song and some of the words and stuff, and so I. Um, you know, wrote the song with him. You write the songs that make the whole world sing. <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't do that fucking stupid ass Barry Manilow shit. I hate Barry Manilow. I just like the. Okay, it. okay, that'll make up for anything you say about this album. <laughs> All right. Well, here's a Lee, a Lee song called "One Day at a Time," not from the television show. It's just called no. "One Day at a Time." Ba 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 ba. <laughs> Some people have the strength to carry on. They have the hope to endure. They have the love within their hearts.
Okay, that was one day at a time. Uh, cool song, Lee. Why'd you write that one? Why'd you oh. uh, co-write? Well, it's it's because um, well, it was on a day I was getting ideas for songs from friends, and he suggested doing one about people with addictions and needing to, you know, come come to terms with their addictions and to get healed and to feel better and to do things one day at a time. And I thought that was a cool idea for a song. So I um, did my best with it. Cool, man. And now <laughs> let's get into this album. <laughs> let's get into this album from the Mars Hotel. It's a, <laughs> I'll be screaming and you'll be laughing. I'll be laughing. Uh, it's the seventh. I won't be. It's a seventh. It's a seventh studio album by the Grateful Dead. It is mainly recorded in April 1974 and originally released June 27, 1974. It's the second album by the band on their own Grateful Dead Records label. 
From the Mars Hotel came less than one year after from the previous album, Wake of the Flood, and was the last before the band's then infinite hiatus from live touring beginning in October 1974. Oh, look, they did me a favor. They stopped touring on my month of my birthdays. This <laughs> ah. <laughs> is the Grateful Dead returned to the studio at the end of March 1974, having readied another <laughs> batch of songs. The majority were composed by lead guitarist Jerry Garcia and lyricist Robert Hunter, and featured Garcia's vocals, however, Pride of Cucamonga and Unbroken Chain were both written and sung by bassist Phil Leash with the assistance of poet Bobby Peterson. No wonder you like this. There's a poet on here. Yeah, <laughs> and I even... Well, I'll... Okay, I'll mention it now. My dad knew him as a friend. So he brought Bobby Peterson over, you know, um, to, to talk. And, and so I was able to meet him, and he was really cool. He was kind of like, if... if, if um, if, if he wanted you to um, stay quiet while he said something, he kind of said, shut up, instead of just um, hold on, you know. So it was kind of gruff in, in just that, but, and then he was so drunk, hardly anyone could understand it, but I did. And I asked him about literature, and I asked him about songs of the Grateful Dead, and he, he was really cool with me. He answered all my questions, and um, I had a, 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 I had a pile of um, my song lyrics I wanted Dad to give him. And then there was another pile of lyrics that I put away because I said, this stuff is shit and I don't want him to see it. And my dad <laughs> saw that pile first and gave that to him. Oh, shit. It was like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so in, instead of stuff like the wind of pity that blows through the breeze as you see your soul going heartache instead of that it was let me lick your chest let me bump the rest you know kind of like god let me lick your chest let me bump the rest you know that's, you should redo that song that's a pretty funny lyric though that's that 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 well well i'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing it it, it it was actually more gross and more weird or more whatever but um but yeah it's like um i mean I, I, I did shit like that back then, too. I, I did really weird shit. But I also did some good stuff. And my dad um, picked the wrong stuff. So I said, why the hell did you do that? He went, well, that was the one that was closest to me. I went, damn it. So anyway, whatever. All right. And then <laughs> and then uh, that was the only, <coughs> the only songs that Phil Leash sang on a studio album till 1985. And rhythm oh. guitarist Bob Weir contributed Money Money with writing partner John Perry Barlow. And the band chose yeah. to return to Coast Recorders on Folsom Street in San Francisco where they had recorded The Golden Road to Unlimited Devotion. That was uh, from their first album. As a single from the first album in 1967. The studio had since been purchased by CBS Studios and refurbished. They produced the album themselves with engineer Roar Siegel recording. To, according to Siegel, Garcia liked the room because it had more of a live sound than the record plant. Where the band had recorded the previous album, Garcia had played in CBS Studios earlier in the year with Art Funkel during the sessions for Angel Claire. All right. Mm. Let's get into this album now, and this was released on July 27, 1974. It comes in at 3726. And, and it's considered by many, including me, to be their best studio album. Really? Hey, I'm going to have a confession. I do like 
three Grateful Dead songs. I like Casey Jones. Okay, that's not one of their best, but it's it's okay. I like it. I like uh, Touch of Grey. That's that's good. And I like Hell in a Bucket. That's that's cool. Okay, that's three songs I like by them. I don't know if I like any more. But oh wait, um, oh wait, I didn't they pick the did, album with those songs? Didn't they do Truckin'? Yeah. Okay, I, I like. I should have picked the album in the dark. You probably would have liked that one. I like trucking, and I especially like it when uh, Tesla did. I don't like it when that other group does it. Shut up. Tesla rules, man. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Damn it! You 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 like the dog? I say stay, and instead you poop. It's and like then, and then and then the white says, "Remember, when you say stay, the dog thinks you mean poop." Well, it's like you know when you tell a dog to stop barking, they go. Rrr, rrr, rrr. And they keep going yeah. a little bit, and then they stop. But they had to get that last bark out. That was just me. Yeah, yeah, you're a dog. <laughs> you're a dog I want to leave outside while you say, Grateful Dead sucks, Grateful Dead sucks. And I finally say, God damn it. And I leave um, the house, and they go, ha, 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 I got you out in the cold. <laughs> well, let's get to the first track called U.S. Blues. What would you think about this one? Oh, this is a cool song. This probably would have been one of my other picks, but it's like, um, for Grateful Dead fans, it's probably the most obvious song, but, I mean, it's it, it would have been my fourth pick. It's, it's a good, bluesy stuff. I mean, I have to admit <coughs> that um, not always did Jerry Garcia write good um, kind of, you know, swinging blues songs, but but once in a while he, he he did good, and on this album he really picked up the pace. I'm not saying I love his voice, but the actual song itself with the piano and the cool vibe, it you know when you hear a first Grateful Dead song on an album and it sounds like this, the album could be pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I have to agree with you on this song. It's got a cool boogie-woogie. I love the piano, and it's got a catchy rhythm. It's actually... I was going, oh, shit, this album might be good. I might be I might be eating yeah. some crow with Lee today, but I was like, okay, let's get into the next song and see what happens. So we got into the next song, and it's called China Doll. What would you think of this one? All right, well, um, a friend of mine named Regan, who died, unfortunately, in a, not a very good way, um, in, in, in a situation that, um, was kind of a bummer, but he was a disc jockey and I knew him and he told me that China doll, the words were about like someone who Jerry Garcia knew who might've took their own life. And so it's kind of like a very tragic song for him. And so it was supposed to be very powerful word wise. So it's, it's filled with emotion. It's not... It's not what I would call the best song on the album. To me, I, I don't know if you know or thought of this, but sandwich songs. Like if there's a really great first song and there's a really great third song, there might be a song in between, which is like a sandwich song. Like, okay, before we get to the really great song next, we're going to put the slow song in between. To kind of get you, you know, to change the mood. 
but I don't dislike it. It's just, it's, it's, it wouldn't be on my playlist of best songs, but I mean, there are other songs that are even worse. I'll say, in context with this album, I can listen to it, but I would skip it if, if I was listening to the album way too much. Yeah, um, this is what I thought. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Let me get ready for this. Boring. Uh, boring. Yeah. Boring. Can't stand Garcia's voice. The song does nothing for me. Pink Floyd does it better. Just goes on and on and on. And it's only fucking four. Uh, what? How many minutes is this song? It's like four minutes and nine song Minutes. Four minutes and nine seconds. And it sounds like it went on for ten. It was you just, know what? Oh, go on. I actually don't totally disagree with you on that, which is weird. Because, yeah, I mean, it's 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 not that great of a song. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you on it. I think that you have... Fuck it! You have good taste, damn it! Yeah. But, 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 yeah, but, no, I mean, um... Yeah, it, it could have been left off. Yeah, okay. Now, at least we agree a little bit on that song. Well, let's get to the uh, next song, which is the song you... I'll put it to you like this. Before we begin, <laughs> I am not like a totally complete lover of the Grateful Dead. Like, you are a Bon Jovi, but I do like some. Cool. All right, well, let's get to the uh, next song, which you picked, Unbroken Chain, with uh, Phil Leash and uh, Robert... Uh, Phil Leash is singing vocals on this, the bass player, like I said in the beginning. So here's Unbroken Chain by the Grateful Dead on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Okay, that was Unbroken Chain by The Grateful Dead. Why did you pick that track, Lee? Oh, it's... It may not be, like... It's it's probably the total opposite of what FM radio would play. It's kind of a weird, complex song. But the but the song is kind of like progressive rock in a way. And Phil Lesh, when he does write really good stuff, he does write really good stuff. And this song with the bells chiming and everything... It was just like when when I would come home and I was in a weird funk and I needed to feel better. This song could pick me up. This is this is a very interesting song. I personally wish Phil Lesh had written more songs. Him and Bob Weir um, on this album and Jerry Garcia only have maybe two songs, but. Um, Garcia just happened to write a, a hell of a lot and the other guys didn't write as much and so that's why that happened but yeah I, I, I like the words um, I don't love the background vocals that much they kind of sound a little bit off key but then again with the Grateful Dead um, you either have a choice of completely and horrifically off-key, or just kind of off-key. So I will take kind of off-key more than the other. But I like it. I, I, I think it's a good song. Well, I, I, this is what I think. I said every song so far sounds the same. Drum beat and the piano. I like a little bit of this, but it's boring. No musical changes, but wait. You get into a killer break and they jam. But overall boring, and it sounds like adult contemporary and a bit long. Uh, okay, um, um, I know which John Tesh album we'll do next week. <laughs> or the week after. <laughs> That's not rock, so we can't do it. <laughs> oh, 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 if, if, if I get on your case enough and, and text you horrifically, you'll do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Alright, but... Um, I'm not, not even me. I'm just letting I'm you know because you called me out for not listening to complete songs. I've listened to every minute of this album for you. So oh. that's how I knew that I, I as I wrote that. And then all of a sudden the break came in. He started jamming and it was cool. And that's the only part I liked. <laughs> that was about it. And then we You get, know what? I'll, I'll accept that. You know, it's, it's, it's like a guy who irritates only half the fuck out of someone so he only half tries to punch him kind of like that <laughs> all right well let's get into the last track off side one which is loose lucy what do you think about this one that one's pretty fucking good you know that 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 one um i mean i think that they they could have had a different vocalist for it but in truth um this is this is probably one of Jerry Garcia's most funky songs that that he's done. And I dig it. Alright. This is what I think about it. Garcia's oh. voice is yuck. Uh. Music is all over the place. Same rhythm throughout this album. So far, this is a jam band that does not jam. What is this? Oh. Gospel and jazz? It sounds like gospel and jazz on this song. Huh. Yeah, it's kind of gospel-y and jazzy. 
I thought this was a jam band. You know, I heard the Black Crows imitate the Grateful Dead, and they do it better. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm 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 drunk enough. I'm I'm not really that upset at what you say. I'm thinking, you know, I give you credit for for thinking of this stuff. You might not be as musically stupid as I thought you were. You might actually dislike Bon Jovi more than I thought you did, and you're just pretending. I'm really hoping that's so. Uh, new. Oh. <laughs> Let's flip this bitch over and get to Scarlet Begonias, which is the second track he picked off this album. Yeah! So here's Scarlet Begonias by the Grateful Dead on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
That was Scarlet Begonias. Why did you pick that track, Lee? If they had a mosh pit on this song <laughs> and you were in the audience, I would throw you in there so that you would have tons of Scarlet Begonias being thrown at you by cow hay eating hippies. But the, the truth is, this is a jam song as bad much as they can jam. They're more like peanut butter. They're not a jam band. They can't jam, but they can peanut butter. But this song sticks in the right way. And yeah, Garcia's voice is probably very not good on this. But if if you can find a version of it without singing, like when they do songs minus vocals on YouTube, it, it, I, I, I think it's the closest thing to the String Keys incident or something. It's, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's like they're they're touring right now with uh, what John Mayer and Bruce Hornsby. Fucking, you could see why they suck so much. I I don't like John Mayer, but I do like Bruce, Bruce Hornsby. And we did review an album by Bruce Hornsby in the range, which was pretty huh. pretty freaking funky and cool. But John Mayer's freaking he's a great guitar player. If you ever seen him on the Chappelle show, he could jam on lead guitar. But then his voice is like freaking Jerry Garcia Garcia ish, really boring. <laughs> huh. so I, I, you don't you don't like uh your body is a wonderland oh fuck hey no. i think i did that on tune <laughs> you can put that on repeat hey you should, and you play should it for it. And, and play it play it while your wife comes home and she'll say hey lee's really good and you say yeah i took two seconds and repeated it you should make you should make a song recorded in that tone tonight for next week's podcast <laughs> I will for you. Yay! And um, this is what I thought about Garcia's uh, Garcia. His voice is so nasally and whiny. Hard to listen to this. And I like the end. I don't like the end where the woman is moaning. Oh, like it's like Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Ooh, ah. I go. What the fuck is that shit? She just ends with that woman just singing out of freaking. It doesn't make sense. What the fuck is that? Were they fucking it's, really drugged out during the recording of this song? Let's put a woman like Pink Floyd did on Dark Side of the Moon. It worked for them. Let's see if we can do it. <laughs> that's actually kind of true. You know, when the Grateful Dead did Europe 72, a three-album set, they hired... There was someone named Betty Cantor who actually was... She owned the head shop in Fairfax. And so I saw her, I, I, I didn't talk to her, but George Harrison, she said to George Harrison, you should make All Things Must Pass a three-album set. So the Grateful Dead actually said, let's get Betsy Cantor on our team. And so she can suggest for us to do a three-album set. You know, but, but it's like they, they were, they. it's not like she told them to do it, it's like they thought, Let's get the person who said this and use them. So they were copycats in that way. Yeah, but it made no sense. At least, at least Pink Floyd's like, ooh, ah, made sense. At the end of this song, it's like, what the fuck did that come from? <laughs> it's like, damn. Yeah, it's not like, at least with me, when I go, ah, it goes, where did that come from? It came from the fact that Lee hates this song. <laughs> 
All right, let's get to the next track, <laughs> which is uh, sung by Phil Leash called Pride of Cucamonga, and it's not Rancho Cucamonga because this song ain't no prideful here. Uh, <laughs> I live in Rancho Cucamonga, and I take this song as an offense, uh, oh. but I'll get into my review later. Oh, well, maybe not. Uh, I just read my review. So what did you think about this one, Lee? Oh, it's it's kind of too countryish for me. I don't hate it. I can dig it, but to me, Unbroken Chain is the really good one, and Pride of Cucamonga was, uh, uh, we could leave it off. Alright, well, you know what, I didn't like this song song that much, but I like the vocal tune, Phil Lee's pretty, sang pretty cool, I thought it was Jerry Garcia, so I thought he actually learned how to sing on this song. Ah! Uh, I love I <laughs> No, no, that, you never... Never think that. I, I love the break, but still not my type of music. Yeah. They are good so musicians. They do agree- play. So it's far, just, we've been agreeing on everything. Right on, man. It's just like when Garcia opens his mouth, I just fucking shut up. But it's the, like like when, when he opens his mouth, you say, do I really need this um, $100 beluga caviar that I ate, or do I put it in his mouth and keep him from talking? <laughs> okay, open up, Jerry. Here comes a spoon. But he did sing good on Trucking and Touch of Grey. And uh, and another song I like that he sang. And then Bob Weir sang Hell in a Bucket. Uh, Yeah. Well, let's get to a Bob Weir song next in which you picked. Money, Money. (coughs) So here's Money, Money on the Freeform Rock Podcast. i 
That was Money Money by uh, the Grateful Dead. Why did you pick that crappy song? <laughs> it's because he's the only good singer in the Grateful Dead. Now this I'm going to get angry at. This is a good song. This song is probably the closest thing to real rock and good soulful music. But but it's like he didn't like the album. So maybe he wrote the song as a poop. I have no idea. But but it's I like it. I think it's a good song. Well, I do like Bob Weir when he when he plays with Sammy Hagar. You know, he's got a good voice, and I do like his voice on Hell in the Bucket. I think he has a great vocal tone. And I think he should have sang more than Jerry Garcia. Maybe I would have liked The Grateful Dead more. But on this song, fucking no. I hate this fucking song. God damn it, no! This makes me angry. This makes me angry! Damn it, no. Hey, don't make me sound like Shrek. <laughs> you don't have I already Irish look accent. like him. <laughs> My no, stomach goes out to... 14 blocks when I don't have on a tight shirt. Uh, when I had my, when I didn't have a beard, they called me Mr. Incredible because I have a freaking stomach like him. But uh, let's get into the, my review of this song. I already said something, but it's a little rocking yeah, you... here, cool sounding. The background vocals kill me on this one. The guitar is good and the piano. Like it, but it seems like they stole She Wants Money and then added other lyrics to go around. It seems like a lazy written song to me. That they just said, you know, she wants money, and then they freaking... Because that was like an old 60s song, and it looked like they took the chorus and just added shit around it, you know? I didn't like so, it. So, huh. So, in, in other words, you're saying you could recognize what they were trying to do, you just thought it was lazy, and so that's basically what you thought. Yeah, I thought it was lazy. Maybe, like you said, Bob didn't like this album, so he put a lazy... Yeah, lazy you know verse. what? Damn it, damn it. I have to fucking take back my fucking anger. You actually put it down right. Fuck, fuck. What makes me angrier is when I have to agree with you sometimes <laughs> after I already get angry. But no, I mean, I'll, I'll put you this way. For me, for me even, as, even as an imitation song, it's probably better than, well, I like some of the songs, so I'm going to be talking weird. But, 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 it's probably the best suck imitation song they've done. And I also put it, it goes way too long, it goes nowhere. <laughs> ah, damn it. I'm back to being angry. <laughs> and then we get to the last song on the album, thankfully... Yeah. And it's the longest song, almost the longest song on the album. Unbroken Chain was the longest song. This is the second longest song on the album. It's uh, Ship of Fools. What would you think of this one? This one's kind of like what I think of Tesla's version of Truckin'. <laughs> it um, eh, it kind of goes on. It's like if you're on a Kiss Cruise and all they did was play Beth for Fuck, 10 hours every day. I hate Beth. Huh? I hate, right. hate freaking hey, any song I, that, that Peter Chris sings. Hey, man, we agree. In fact, thank you for doing this review. We agree on everything. <laughs> but anyway, the, the thing is, um, it's not a bad song. It's just, it's good that it's the last song. Because when the song finally finishes, 
then you can say, okay, that's the last song. I mean, I like the rest of the album. Um, or basically, basically, I think this album is about an 8.5. This song doesn't really help, but it's better than China Doll. And, you know, it's okay. It's, it's, it's not horrible. That's all I can say. You know, the group Animal Collective sampled the Unbroken Chain song and their song, uh, What Would I Want the Sky? What I Want Sky? On their EP, oh, Fall, I, did you kind of... Oh, I, 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 I didn't know that. And also, oh. while studying law at St. John's College, Oxford in the 1970s, Tony Blair, former UK Prime Minister 1997-2007, helped found the band Ugly Rumors as singer-guitarist. The group was named for the mirror writing on the cover of From Mars Hotel. Huh. That's information that's, that I'll probably forget when I'm sober, but thank you. All right, well, thank Wikipedia for that, and get on there and uh, donate to Wikipedia, because all us podcasts freaking pimp wikipedia because we use it a lot for information yeah i don't use it on my podcast the lee gerskin show i just use my warped mind that's why you never get any real information from me <laughs> well this is my review of the last song now back to the nasally and whiny vocals uh bob weir i wish he would sing more on this album but then i didn't, yeah. like, then I didn't like money money Sorry, Lee. I tried to uh, with this band. I, I you know listened what? to it, and you know what? You did say a few things here and there that I agreed with. So I knew that you gave it your honest shot. So I'm not going to be that pissed off at you. You know. In fact, you surprised me that you weren't even harsher. You know. Um, I, I thought you were going to say just pure shit, pure shit, pure shit, pure shit with everything. At least you gave some cool stuff. So that made the review boring because I wanted to be even angry at you, but no. Yeah. It's cool. You know what? This is the one time when I actually respect you as much as I respect myself. I'm going to slap <laughs> myself silly after this um, review is over because I'm going to say, how the fuck can you respect me? Muck Alvin Tractor, but 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 but, but the, the the truth is, if I'm gonna hate myself later, but if I didn't think the way I thought about the album, I would have thought about the way you did. Which sounds stupid, but in truth, I think, and this is dumb, but I have to say it, we're both right. You know. Yeah, I did listen to every minute of this album for you yeah. and for the fans of the Grateful Dead. I wanted to give them, give you guys an honest opinion, and not and not just phone it in because I hate this band. So I think I did yeah. that. Yeah, man. And it makes me think that I wish I found another album. But then after that, I, I if I found the album that you like the best, I would probably be digging myself in a hole. You know, yeah. there is no. As far as I'm concerned, um, almost completely sucked is better than completely sucked. But, hey, I completely sucked because I actually kind of like what you say. We should call this 
the Freeform Lee Cage In podcast. <laughs> but but the truth is no. I honestly have to say, even though I have to stick with what I think, I do believe that I dig what you said because you did it with integrity, and and I and I give you kudos. Cool. And next week, I want to do. I want to go to back to some metal. I want to do Iron Maiden, Book of Souls. Oh, um, um, it, it, um, Book of. Is that the newest one? Yeah, that was their last album. It's a two-album set. I just want to do it because... Uh, wow, you know what's so trippy? I've actually heard it. Cool. So without getting into what I would, what, what I would say, I would say, yeah, okay. That, that's an... In, that, huh. Because I was actually... Cool th- pick. I was actually thinking of doing Def Leppard Hysteria, <laughs> but... Uh, oh, God I gotta, damn it. I'm, I gotta glad, say- I'm glad you did I gotta say that for later when you're really pissed off. Ah, oh, god damn it! <laughs> and plus, another podcast is we don't oh. sit there and just do Def Leppard hysteria oh. or the popular shit. We do shit that people don't like. <laughs> that Lee don't like. Yeah, Lee don't like. All right. Yeah, it's like um, it should be the Lee don't like podcast. Um, listen and wear headphones. Uh, no, no, and earplugs. Yeah, and I just got the uh, the vinyl for Record Store Day of uh, Getty Lee's My Favorite Headache, his only solo album. That freaking kicks uh, Alex Lifeson's solo good. shit in the ass, because that group Victor sucks. <laughs> I know it does fuck. Oh, no, 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 I'm on good terms with you. I have to fight my teeth. Damn it, I bit my tongue. All right, I'll call my tongue Mark Alden Taylor. That way, when I bite it, it's not going to hurt as much. Oh, shit. I didn't write down the name of the song. <laughs> <laughs> tracks of the week and me go to your email real quick oh da, da, da. I okay know what it is Lana mine okay it's uh you picked uh your track of the week was rabbit McKay and the Psalmist. yeah and it rhythm, rhythm band band yeah and it, the song is called Lana minus life ooh cool you 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 were able to do more than 10 words that time oh boy I, I I'm very educated. <laughs> yeah, right on. Hey man, you're. I, I'm starting to like you. I mean, I mean, um, well, I'm. I mean, it's like, I'm starting to think you're cool. That's that's weird, but no, I'm 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 drunk and and I'm out of it. But hey, you're doing good today. And also, since this album reminded me a lot of freaking shoddy trying to copy Pink Floyd, my track of the week is Pink Floyd Young Lust to rock us out of this podcast. I For, think you should have picked quick. Silver Messenger Services song Light Your Windows. I don't even know who the fuck that is. I, I, know, I know you picked oh, them before. Oh, hell. That's that hell, man. <laughs> I know what album I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh, gonna, shit. Uh, never mind. Alright, so let's play out with Robert McKay. I'll tell you this really quick. The guitarist, the quick silver brother was in Huey Lewis in the news, okay? Oh, anyway, Huey Lewis in the news has a new album coming out, just to let you guys know. Uh, I know his mother. She's cool. Anyway, go on. All right, so we're going to play you out with Rabbit McKay and the Salmi's Rhythm Band, Lana Minus Life, and Pink Floyd, Young Lust. Young Lust on the Freeform Rock Podcast. And until next week when we do Iron Maiden, The Book of Souls, uh, Lee, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, sweetheart, it's time to go.
Okay, we're not Shauna. Later, guys. Take it sleazy.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.